we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Barris Age Institute colleague, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we're talking about the real monopolies. Let's stop talking about Apple and Google and Netflix, and let's, stop, Ed, talk about occupational licensure. Dude, this is a crazy topic. This is one of those ones where people looked at the title, and unless they were our, our economics geeks, are like, okay, I think I might skip this one. But you totally, if, if you've just happened to surf in by accident, you should stick <laughs> with this. This is because this is a this is a big deal. This is this a is big a- deal. <clears throat> and I've been I've been following this since uh, I had an economics professor in college that made us read some papers on it. And, and then of course I got out of college and it just kind of stuck with me and I started reading more and more. And then I, I was thinking, I was telling you pre-show Ed that I got hold of this book by the Cato Institute, the rule of experts, mm-hmm. uh, by a guy named S David Young. And it just, it was such an eye opener as, you know, <laughs> I was trying to figure out how many Cato books really opened my eyes and changed my worldview, but <laughs> this was certainly one of them. Sure. And just to set the stage, I mean, in 1950, one out of 20 occupations required some type of licensure or registration. Today, it's almost it's almost one out of three. That's yeah, crazy. It is, it is crazy. Yeah, I, I saw the number 30% too. So like I said, almost one out of three. But, but before we even go there, what when we I just want to clarify terms because I think that, that that's part of the problem. When we're talking about licensure, Ron, we're talking about where it, the, the state – and usually it is a state. It's it, although there are federal licenses as well, right? right. Not many, the in, right? Not many, but where the where the individual states require that you get a piece of paper that says yes, it is okay for you to work in this particular profession, this particular occupation, I should say, because it's not right. even limited to professions. This particular occupation, and it's a state requirement. That you do this now. In some cases, this is an educational component is required. In some cases, it's just a fee that you have to pay. In some cases, it's a combination of all of those things and more. Right. 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 There's yeah. There's three levels. Right. There's there's registration. There's mm-hmm. certification, which is like the certified public accountant, and then there's full blown licensure. And there's but there's overlap, Ed. Yes. It's, CPA is a license. Uh, now it's a, you know, national license. And in, in fact, the exam I'm saying is national. The license is state. And and let's clarify that the state's license occupations for the most part, and we can talk about the exceptions, but for the most part, because of the residual powers in the constitution, right? That that's their jurisdiction. Um, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> But licensure is 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 the big one. But but all of these registration, certification, and licensure, they're all burdensome. And they Correct. all distort the market and they all create little monopolies. 
That's correct. Keeps people out or if nothing else, just the restriction of supply. Right. Supply is is constricted by what can happen. And by the way, you mentioned that that it was one in 20. Now it's almost one in three or three in 10, however you want to look at it. One of the things that I think is interesting, and I don't know that this is causal. You know, you and I are really big on drawing a distinction between correlation and causality. Right. And I don't know that there's a, there's a there's a causal here, but there is definitely a with the increase in licenses, there has been a corresponding decrease in in unionization. Right. Not right. sure those are related, but yeah, they may on. not be related, but it's just it is curious. Mm-hmm. It is it curious. Is. Yep. Right? And, and, and so, it, it could be it could very well be as unions decline because of automation. I think the knowledge economy is probably a better explanation for the decline of of unions, right? They're just less relevant in the knowledge economy. But as that's happened, you know, more and more jobs opened up. And of course, you know, the, they, all occupations to the extent they can want to be licensed. What economists do know, Ed, is that the best predictor of uh, occupation being licensed is uh, political organization, (laughs) <laughs> that that is the best predictor of licensure uh, than the danger of the, the the that the profession poses to the public, and and economists measure that in a very interesting way. They look at liability premiums. Well, okay, well that makes sense, right? Right. So that that's pretty telling, because unions are pretty well politically organized. Mm-hmm. So there could be something to this. Never really thought about it before, but. Either way, as, as, as occupations have grown, right, and the, the makeup of the jobs has shifted over time, because we have different jobs now than we did in 1950, obviously, but look how many more licenses are required. Sure. Right. Significantly higher. And I think what we're, we're going to talk about here is that, you know, one of the places that where this has t- tends to have the most impact is in low in with for low income people. A- absolutely, a- absolutely, and, and 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 I think is a huge huge contributor to the the income inequality. You know, not you and I have kind of debunked the whole income inequality. A is b- being a problem, um, but but let's 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 just for the sake of the the argument say that we'll we'll recognize yeah income equality is something that we have to do something about or should do something about right well yeah. one of the first things that you could do and step in is start to remove the licensing requirements for a lot of these professions and and yet n- very few states although I'm going to give an example of one later in the show is is willing to step in and do anything about that no that's exactly right and in fact I would just say that uh, that <laughs> that type of reform uh, was proposed by a pretty unlikely person, but it was President Obama. He had his chief, um, you know, Council of Economic Advisors issued their presidential report, right? And mm-hmm. they had 80 pages in that report, Ed, that was highly critical of state occupational licensure laws. In fact, it's one of the reasons this has hit the radar screen in the profession, especially the CPA world, because states are going through and they're enacting these sunset clauses. They're saying, hey, we're going to eliminate this. A lot of this is just bogus, and it does cause equality problems. It keeps 
you know, it, it prevents people from stepping on that first rung of ladder economic opportunity and all of that. And that's why, like, the CPA profession's up in arms because, you know, they, they want to protect their their little monopoly, their fiefdom. <laughs> well, and as we know, and we've we've talked to a number of people who are are in, and we're gonna get we're gonna get in trouble with some people who are friends of ours, by the way, for this episode. You know, you recognize it, that, it, right? Well, I've I've gotten in trouble <laughs> with lots of people in the CPA world for my stance on I I, I don't think we should be licensed. Well, there there, there you have it. There, and, I mean, I just there I just, said it. <laughs> <laughs> period. End of story. It's a joke. Yes. Uh, you know, George Bernard Shaw said all professions are a conspiracy against the laity. And and that's really true. But when you look at the effects of occupational licensure, and economists have known this, by the way, for decades, this is not new. Um, they limit consumer choice. They raise consumer prices. They increase practitioner income. <laughs> surprise, surprise. They and limit- stop right there for a second because I want to I want to add to that because this this gets back to the point I was making earlier about the income inequality. There is little to no evidence that the, these actually protect the public, and we'll talk more about that later. But more importantly, the and I, this and this is a relatively new study that 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 came out. They do tend to increase incomes for all jobs. However, the swing is even higher among the higher earning positions. Yep. Nope, that's exactly right. In fact, you can go back. Melton Friedman wrote his Ph.D. thesis on this in 1941 with Simon Kuznets. And I'll talk a little bit about that. But um, and that's exactly what they found. But but it also deprives the poor of adequate services. You know, even the Suskins make this point in the future of the professions where they say, you know, the rich drive around in Rolls Royces, meaning meaning legal care or legal services, medical care. You know, the rich can afford the best while the poor walk. Right. right. The rich are driving around those Rolls Royces while the poor walk. But the other thing is it, it does is it restricts job opportunities for minorities, immigrants, because in a lot of states there are still residency and citizenship requirements, which are completely bogus, by the way, which courts have struck down. But but it hasn't really translated into the changing of the laws. It also restricts job opportunities for older workers. You know, people trying to shift from one occupation to another. And also, it's even starting to filter down to kids. <laughs> you can't have your lemonade stand. But but right. I'll tell you, one thing I do want to talk about, because I think it's little, it's little discussed, um, is how occupational licensure stifles innovation and creativity. You know, if you think about it, had retailing been subject to occupational licensure, we probably wouldn't have had supermarkets. There were, or w- there would have been major delays, and we certainly wouldn't have big box retailers, right? Because they gave mm-hmm. consumers more choice, lower prices. Uh, probably Amazon couldn't have happened. M- much like the argument that Thomas Hazlett uses against, um, you know, the FCC that it, it, and net neutrality. If net neutrality had existed, the iPhone probably couldn't have been marketed. It's the same type of thing. There's 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 stifling of innovation and creativity here going on with these licensures in lots of yeah. different ways. So. Yeah, yeah, huge problem. And and yes, let's absolutely address that and talk about that because I think that, that that's that that's critical. And uh, you know, we we mentioned the fact that the 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 whole pur- purpose of these is consumer protection, but as you said, there's little evidence that that actually occurs. 
And we're, we're going to talk a lot about that in the, in the next couple coming segments. Next up, we'll talk about some of the professions that we have encountered that are, do require licensing in the various states. And Ron and I have decided that we want to, in one, one way, take this topic down by making complete and total fun of it. So uh, be prepared for that next. want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or me by sending an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Of course, the website, thesoulofenterprise.com, is available 24-7 for you, and you can go out and see show notes and also previews to upcoming shows, and of course, our archive page, where you can see all of the episodes that we've ever done and give a listen to them. But right now, a word from our sponsors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about occupational licensure. And Ed, just on that real quick, on that innovation and creativity point, let's face it, a lot of progress comes from cranks and crackpots you know, tinkering around, figuring out new things. And if you look at occupational licensure, a a guy like Thomas Edison, who had little formal education, could not have been licensed as an engineer. (laughs) Frank Frank Lloyd Wright would not have qualified to sit for the architect's exam. And you can't tell me that those two gentlemen didn't provide, you know, advancements in their fields, in their respective fields. It's crazy. So this it, it, it comes down to like an orthodoxy, right? A, a profession or a licensed profession becomes an orthodoxy, and there's only one way to do things, one way to teach things. And yet that's not the only way civilization makes progress. So that's one of the big things. But, uh, you know, just an example, you can go back to colonial America, Cotton Mather and his fellow clergymen, uh, they wanted to establish inoculation as a cure for smallpox. Who fought them? Doctors. No, of course. <laughs> so, the, and and just his a little bit of history. The first law in the USA was Virginia in 1639 that regulated physician fees. Uh, ten years later, 
uh, Massachusetts passed a law that uh, regulated the quality of the service of physicians, which, of course, didn't matter back then because going to a doctor would kill you more more times than not. Um, but the A and get this, Ed, I can't I can't believe how fast this happened. The AMA was founded, the medical American Medical Association, eighteen forty seven. By nineteen hundred, every state had mandatory licensing laws for doctors. That's a pretty quick diffusion. That's extraordinary quick, and they, and they are still the gold standard, right? Yes, because because that that that's the that's the thing. And, and as you said when we were talking pre-show, that if you want to shut this argument down, the the first thing you bring up is, "Oh, you can go to a doctor that's not licensed." You know, that's yep. that that and and that that ends the argument. Oh, yep. right. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't talk about anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's clear that I just destroyed your argument that you're going to go to an unlicensed doctor. Oh my God, how horrible would that be? But you know, it's interesting. In in prepping for the show, I was listening to a podcast, and one of the 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 hosts of this podcast brought up a conversation that happened in the Supreme Court in 2014. It was a, an occupational licensure case, but and Justice Scalia of all people, and I believe Breyer. We're having a conversation, and oh, from the bench, right? They were they were talking amongst themselves, and the and and what came up was you know this whole 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 notion of well you know of course we would need licensing for brain surgeons, and they specifically said brain surgeons, and you know every and they the uh, whoever proposed it the other agreed, and they said yes yes yes, and right. Well, here's the thing, Ron. There's no such thing as licensing <laughs> for brain surgery in any state. Right, right, right. There's no such thing as licensed brain surgeons. the The only thing that states license is practicing medicine. Yeah. So, it, so a a podiatrist can legally do brain surgery in fifty out of fifty states. Yep. Right, and seventy five percent of U.S. doctors are specialists. Mean and they don't require any license for any specialty. There are no repeat. There are no licenses for any specialty. Now there are board certifications, mm-hmm. right? There's the insurance market. There's hospital privileges. There's uh, there 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 are private mechanisms that handle some of these things, but none of n- none of these specialties are, are require a particular license. And you would think, well. If if it's if it's all about the license and there is no licensing for brain surgeon, why don't podiatrists do brain surgery? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we hear about that? Right, right. You know, and the answer is all of those things that I previously mentioned, which which was well, insurance companies won't do this. Hospitals won't let have podiatrists have ad- admission privileges if they're going to perform brain surgery. And by the way, patients don't go to people for brain <laughs> surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the reputation of the brain surgeon is, you know, going to be something that precedes them by such a, you know, by by far, right? Well, far more than anything else. And we'll talk more about reputation later. But it's it's just, a, a, I think, a great illustration of the pervasiveness of this argument. This, of course, you're not going to go to a doctor that's not licensed, right? Uh, and how pervasive the argument is and how ridiculous it is once you begin to point out that what people think, which is there is no licenses for specialties. Right. No, that's exactly right. And, and you know, the um, Tim, Tim, uh, Timothy Sandifer, for, who's at Cato, wrote a book called The Right to Earn a Living. 
and he and talks about a lot more than just occupational licensure, minimum wage, and other things. But uh, licensure is a big part of it. And one and one of our favorite examples, Ed. It's not my complete favorite, but it's one of them. Is <laughs> Louisiana? I think was the first state to pass uh, a license requirement for florists. Mm-hmm. It, it's a one-hour written exam, but it's a three-hour performance exam. So I guess you have to arrange uh, flowers in front of the, you know, the, the examiner, the examiners, and they test on the harmony and effectiveness of your floral arrangements. At least they didn't say efficiency. But but here's the thing: since 2000, fewer than 50 percent of the people who took this exam passed it. <laughs> Well, fewer you know, than fifty percent. I mean, Ron, if when you put a rose ne- ne- next to a Gerbera daisy, do you really think you should be able to pass the exam? I mean, well, really? True. Come on. I, I know. I, well, here's the thing: when this was challenged in the courts, here's what one witness said, and I'm going to read this word for word. This testimony from the courtroom. He said, the witness who was a licensed florist said, I believe that the retail florist does protect people from injury. We're very diligent about not having an exposed pick, not having a broken wire, not having a flower that has some type of infection like dirt that remained on it when it's inserted into something they're going to handle. And I think that because of this training, that prevents the public from having any injury. Ed, this doesn't pass the laugh test but it does pass the court's rational basis test. So they allowed the license law to go through. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, there, there's just, there's a, a list of, and we'll put a, a link to the, an article that I found that has some of these ridiculous ones. And we, we can talk about some of them. And unfortunately my state, Texas, we are one of five states run that, ha- that requires licenses of shampooers. I, yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Um, now, it, look, the, I mean, you think about this. This is something that we all do for ourselves every day ish. Except when you work at home. And, you know, <laughs> but lather, rinse, repeat. I, you lather, know. repeat. And, you know, it's only once. It's a repeat once. It's what it's uh, They've started putting that in there because right, of the legal right. requirement. Yeah. Repeat once. Um, that you do, but now, but no, if you were to do it for somebody else, yeah, you need to take, and now at least Texas isn't as ridiculous as Tennessee because Tennessee has uh, the shampooer license as well, but requires, get this, Ron, 70 days, seven, zero, not hours, 70 days of training, two exams and 140 bucks in a fee. Yeah. Yeah, no, I it, it it's it's unbelievable. Ed in two thousand and seven, site and and this is always to protect the public. That's always the justification. We got to protect the public. Of course, like you never see anybody from the public come and testify that they want a particular occupation licensed. Um, <laughs> no, nobody and, shows up at the state n- at the no, state houses going no. regulate the accountants. We need. To. But, but I'll tell you. Let, just to get wonkish for a minute, the way the economists have debunked the protecting the argument is if you look at these licenses state by state, like that study from the IJ folks did, what it shows you is that the educational experience requirements, the testing, the the, the length of time it takes to go through education, whatever it is, days or hours, however they measure it, they're all capricious. They're all varied. Yep. If, 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 
if it was really true that you were trying to protect the public, you would you would expect to see more uniformity in what was required. But it's completely capricious. In 2007, psychics, psychics in Salem, Massachusetts, lobbied for a license requirement to protect the public. But Ed, it's literally impossible to be a competent psychic. <laughs> So how would you even know what an incompetent psychic was? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, God. Psychics. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I like that so much. It, well, it reminds me of the of the, 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 the Dennis Leary's line. Right, Remember right. Dennis Leary's line. You know, Psychic Friends Network went out of business. You think they would have seen that coming. In 1881, <laughs> the National Burial Case Association set prices for, for caskets across the industry. So great price fixing, right? Two years later, the National Funeral Directors Association fixed the price of an adult coffin at $15. This is in 1883, Ed. That's a ton of money mm -hmm. for a wooden box your kid could build in wood shop. But oh no, that can only be sold through funeral directors or funeral homes. Right. Well, and, and that's still one of the biggest regulated because uh, funeral attendants are regulated in some industries. I, I, I will always remember this. I went to I forget you can't be a pole bearer at like one of your family members funeral in, in like a, a, a couple of dozen states. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the most difficult occupation to enter in, and it's only licensed in, in three states in Washington, D.C., is interior designer. Oh, this it one's takes, crazy. It takes 2,190 days of education and experience, that's six years, to become an interior designer. That is unbelievable. And And you know what they say? Well, they say, look, if, if, you know, we've got to protect the public carpets could start sparking infernos and forest <laughs> countertops spreading bacteria. There could be mischosen jail furnishings that are used as weapons. I mean, these people need to be licensed for this kind of stuff. Oh man. This, this just, this doesn't pass common sense. <sighs> it, 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 it really, somebody needs to just mock the heck out of this. Like they did with airplane. Yeah, well, the, the the next and last one I'll mention just because it's so ridiculous is is uh, is travel agent. You know what? <laughs> I mean, just okay. They're they're talking about you know dinosaur profession, right? And said, oh, yeah, let's keep our licensing provisions to keep our 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 prices up so that people don't what go home and use Travelocity. I mean, <laughs> it's just I, you know <laughs> this whole this whole protect the public and the the capricious standards state by state at one time in illinois barbers and manicurists it took more time to get a license from that than it did for electricians now last time i checked a shoddy electrical job could burn down my neighborhood but as my dad says you know as a barber well if you screw up it'll always grow back mm -hmm. but you know so it just it doesn't none of this stuff passes a logic test no. And, and even in the state of Texas, it takes, it takes 33 days to become a, an emergency medical technician, right? 350 to become a barber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Go figure. Go figure. All right. Well, we're against our next break here. Great topic, Ron. want to remind you, you can talk to Ron or me by sending the email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Also, please jump out, stop, click pause if you're listening to this on a podcast, and please rate this show on one of the various platforms that you have, iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any of those, and we will get notified of that. If you do so, we will love to read your review on air. and We, we make, make, a, make it a point to make sure to read read every single one of those as they're coming in to thank you for really uh, helping others find the show. And right now, a word from our sponsors. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Clouds come in all shapes and sizes, and the Abacus Private Cloud is the perfect fit. Abacus Cloud enables all the desktop apps you know and love while providing unparalleled security to your business. Cloud functionality gives you the flexibility to work where you want, when you want, and from any device you want. Don't waste countless hours managing IT. Take back your time. Learn more at abacusnext.com. Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. On tap today here at the Soul of Enterprise, folks, we are talking about the real monopolies, occupational licensure. Uh, Ron, you know, one of the most difficult things to prep for the show was just learning how to spell the word licensure. It was it's so bizarre. Like every time I typed it, it's like, okay, I got to right click to get the spell. But here, here's just another some some of the crazy professions. Uh, we we highlighted some of them, but it, the uh, makeup artist, right? Makeup artists are licensed in 36 states. Uh, security guards licensed in 37 states. At least most of these, you know, most people are, are, are former police officers have to go out and get an additional license, right? Right. Just insane. Auctioneers, like, okay, right? And, the, the, you know, the most expensive place to be an auctioneer is uh, Hawaii, where it's 650 bucks, right? <laughs> Residential paint, painting contractor, we discussed some of these others, and, and you know, it's just what 
you have to think that all of us, people sitting around some kind of convention going, I think we should approach the state about getting light being licensed. Why would people be willing to do that and subject themselves to this if for no other reason? The only other reason I can think of is so that we can keep other people out. I mean, that's the only reason. That is. That's exactly what they're doing. They're restricting competition. And, Ed, you know, it even goes, it, it, we talk about state licensing, but there's also just city licensing. In Newark, shoeshine boys are licensed, or shoeshiners. Uh, same with Washington, D.C., by the way. Um, and and shoveling snow has been made illegal without a license. Hot dog and lemonade stands in some places. Um, one gal was selling mistletoe to pay for her kids' braces, and, and she told she couldn't sell her wares without a license. But she was free to go into the park and beg for money. And, and, and so th- this, this goes into that inequality issue, right? We, yep. <laughs> uh, we're just denying people that, that first step on the ladder. Locksmiths, um, monks making caskets. Uh, now, I think IJ won that case for them. But if you think about it, selling a car is far more complex than selling a casket. So yep. why can't Walmart or Target or Costco do it? Tour guides, this... They, they spent a lot of time on tour guides in the book, uh, Bottleneckers, and it was just hilarious because in certain cities, Savannah, Gettysburg, D.C., Salem, obviously, you know, kind of place where there's tourist things, uh, uh, Savannah, just because I, they made so many movies there, right, Forrest Gump and all that. And they have these tour guides. You would not believe what they have to go through to get a license. And every time there's a hearing or there's some going to be some type of revision to the license, who is running down to the state Capitol or the city hall and, and testifying it's, it's all members of the occupation. It's not the public, right? How, you know, you can't protect somebody from a, a bad, I guess you're protecting them. What from a bad tour guide? Yeah. <laughs> it's it just, I, it's just really, really absolutely uh, crazy. Those are dangerous, Ron. If you've ever had a bad tour guide, you'd understand. But you know one thing that one thing that's really interesting is this this is not just an economic or a dollar and cents issue. This this really comes down to liberty. You know, we don't have to ask for permission to exercise our rights, right? Mm-hmm. We have a right to earn a living, to marry, to travel, to have children or not, to drive, to worship, whatever. And yet, why even the Magna Carta ed which you talked about a uh, recently on the show, the Magna Carta protected the right, and it's a quote, of any man to use any trade thereby to maintain himself and his family. Mm-hmm. The Magna Carta recognized this right. Well, yeah, because and then that was back in the days of, of you know, where you had to you had to have a charter, right, instead of chartered accountant from from the from the sovereign in order to pr- practice some professions. Yep. And and now this right has been turned into a privilege that could be revoked whenever, you know, a bunch of politicians decided that doing so would be a good idea. I mean, that's how capricious it's gotten. And and the courts have not really guarded this this uh, constitutional right. They've, they've let this rational basis test guide that a state, as long as there's some rational basis, that, yeah, we'll let the licensing law stand. I know. Very unfortunate, but you know there there are um, some states that are starting to fight back, Ron, which is good. In in my my uh, research for this, came across this, and that b- believe it or not, of all states, New Mexico is is leading the way in this area, 
And this is a, a relatively recent development. Their outgoing governor, uh, Susana Martinez, I believe she had served two terms and was not eligible, you know, through term limits to, to run again. But late, late in her second term, she issued an executive order that has turned this whole thing on its head. Uh, she, it, the, one of the provisions is in this is a consumer choice uh, provision, which allows customers, get this, to sign off on working with people who do not have a license in almost every profession. Yep, that's fantastic. Right. <clears throat> and now it remains to be seen if the legislature, which meets again in, in 2019, is going to try to do an end around around this because this, this was done by executive order and executive fiat, right? But kudos to her for giving this a shot, right? I mean, it, and th the big problem in New Mexico, it turns out, is that they they are so rely heavily reliant on on the military, the United States military for their their economy, mm -hmm. right? Because that's one of the, the the biggest employers. That spouses of 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 these military uh, of the military who who come in oftentimes found that they couldn't couldn't practice their profession or an occupation, I should say again, that they were they were in another state because of the some of these laws. Right. And, you know, in, in many cases, sometimes, you know, th these, these, these folks are only there for a, a six months or perhaps even a two year, two year, year shift in, uh, in New Mexico. And, you know, by the time they went through the licensing requirements for New Mexico, they would no longer be able to, to, they'd be moving out anyway. Right. And, but one of the things that, that, that the points that was made on this is that this perhaps is going to be a, a, a big boon to in-state migration and influx from states that, that have more onerous requirements. Yeah. Right. So. Yep. No, m mobility is definitely an issue because some of these, um, some of these, some of these licenses don't cross state boundaries. You know, it's not like a driver's license just because you have a driver's license in California. doesn't mean that you can drive in Nevada with some of these occupational licenses. You know, there's no reciprocity like that. Right. Um, and you know, they're and the CPA professions worked pretty hard to get that reciprocity. And I think now they, they pretty much have it where a CPA can go into any state and just, you know, minimal requirements and be able to practice in that state. But that's not true with a lot of these different licenses because they're so different by jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the issues. And and <clears throat> you're exactly right. And a lot of these licensing, there's a citizenship requirement or even sometimes a residency requirement. And, and Ed, this, this came about in the 1930s because of the European refugees. You know, there were doctors coming over from, you know, fleeing Europe, fleeing Nazi Germany, whatever. And, you know, we didn't want them. We didn't want the competition. So they put in these residency or citizenship requirements. Now, these are contrary to the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. And that's what the court said. But the mm -hmm. states didn't necessarily change the laws. So it's kind of a muddled mess legally with some of this stuff. It really is. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and like you said, it ju ju it proves that the requirements are, are are capricious when they're so varied from one state to, to the other with regard to, you know, how many hours and any even the fees, I guess, to a certain extent. But to me, the real key is, is that is do they require some kind of a testing? Do you have to take the other test? And of course, our, our, our old favorite, you have to have your butt in a chair for X period of time. 
right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, for CE. Uh, but but let me give you a new occupational licensure requirement, Ed. And this one I didn't know about until I read that IG study. Um, a permit expediter. So in Wait, Cal- what? A permit <laughs> A permit expediter. So get this in like Los and and again, this is specific to to cities in Los Angeles. Permit expediters will help a restaurant go through all the stuff they have to do to to operate as a restaurant, right? You, you can imagine the number of licenses and permits and things you have to do to operate a restaurant. Well, these permit ex- expediters will help you through that process. In Washington D.C. Um, the, the, there's former bureaucrats that worked at the Consumer and Regulatory Affairs, which is the licensing outfit that will help, you know, various uh, occupations get get licensed and go through all the requirements they have to do. And in Chicago, these permit expediters and I'm not making this up. I wish I was this creative to make this up in <laughs> Chicago. Permit expediters are so common. They're now licensed. <laughs> so you have to have a license to comply with the office of compliance. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. It's meta. It's, it's very it's, meta. Ron. It's, isn't that excellent? <laughs> that's excellent. So, and I want to be a permit expediter. I, I think we should. <laughs> oh man. Then uh, that's in Chicago. You said that's in Illinois, in Chicago. Uh, yep. I mean, they, wow. I, you know, bow to them for beating California to the punch on that one. Yeah, no kidding. Cause you know, California has the most licenses in job categories, 177. Uh, Hawaii has got the most burdensome requirements on average, according to this IJ study that you talked about. Um, and, and you know, the, the fewest licensed occupations in the state is Wyoming. They only license 24. So, th- well, they well, only have 24 people there, Ron. So it's, well, they each have a license. That's what yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but that kind of illustrates the point that if this was really designed to protect the public, you would see more uniformity in these numbers. And you don't. They're all over the map. No. no. <laughs> so. Completely inconsistent. All right. Well, up against our last break, Ron. want to remind you, you can get a hold of Ron or me. The email is ask. T-S-O-E at Verisage.com. want to remind you that we do now have our Patreon site up and available for you. So if you prefer to listen to The Soul of Enterprise without commercial interruption, you can go out and do that. And that would by following going the, to the link Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash T-S-O-E and subscribe for $7 a month. But in addition to the commercial free episodes, you also get a at least a weekly bonus episode and Ron and I have some fun plans for 2019 to increase the number of things that we're going to be putting out on that Patreon site. So please do stay tuned and make sure you become an early adopter of that site. But right now, a word from our sponsor and my employer, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Wherever your business is headed, Sage has the cloud solution you need to enable mobile accounting and simplify financial management. Discover how moving your financial data and accounting processes to the cloud can transform your business. Cloud accounting software from Sage can help you make better decisions, drive faster responses, and gain greater control. That's cloud accounting for the journey. For more information, visit sage.com forward slash US forward slash SOE. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the soul of enterprise with ron baker and ed class to find out more about our show visit us on the web at the soul of you can also chat with us on twitter using hashtag ask tsoe now back to the soul of enterprise all right well welcome back everybody we're talking about occupational licensure and ed you know one of the things that's always brought up when you talk about this especially for the the major professions, doctors and lawyers and all of that. And let's kind of stick with doctors because that's the toughest case. And that's the straw man argument we talked about, right? Yep, yep. And, and everybody will talk about, you'll hear this term over and over and over, asymmetric information. Yes. You know, the, the the professional has much more information than the, than the dumb consumer. And therefore, you know, we need this protection for the consumer. But, you know, there's asymmetrical information in a lot of markets. Think of housing. Think of cars. I mean, there's a ton of markets where there's asymmetric information. Information will never be perfect because it's kind of costly to acquire. So some of the some of the. Um, I think some of the best alternatives to, to, to licensure is reputation. Right. Um, this kind of gets into the whole thing of transaction costs. You know, Charlie Munger's book, Tomorrow 3.0, uh, we have reputation. Michael Munger. Michael right, Munger, Michael not Munger's Charlie. Act. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. I, I keep thinking of Warren Buffett's guy. Um, <laughs> but but reputation now, we have ways to facilitate that. You know, eBay and Uber and all that. We have reputational ratings and there would be under underwriter laboratory equivalents and all of that. Tort law, of course, is always a, a threat. Right. You can get sued if, if for malpractice. And like you said, there's insurance. Uh, insurance companies are only going to grant insurance and price it based on the risk of the practitioner. So those are just some of the ways I think that are far more effective to protect consumers. And these things work in other markets. Yeah, they sure do. I mean, and we've had a mantra for a while, this notion that 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 reputation is stronger than regulation. And. Yes, there's asymmetric information, but gosh, it's uh, over the last what thirty years with the advent of the internet. I mean, that that that's got to be comp- significantly reduced now, right? You have places where you can go, the Better Business Bureau, for example. Um, and notice we we do draw this distinction between the idea of certification and licensure, right? I I don't think that we would ever want to see the certification part taken away. And 
look, if the states want to be those the certifiers, I got no problem with that. But why not also have a private organizations that would allow for this certification? As you mentioned, Underwriters Laboratories is a great example of that, that, that you know, people do look for that label or make sure or, or be even if you don't as a consumer look for that label. Walnut Mart is not going to sell, sell sell an electronic in their store that is not not uh, does not have that UL sticker on it. They're just not. Yeah. Right? No, that's right. So I mean, there, there. In other words, there's, 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 uh, the, the, the asymmetric information only go, can go so far because yes, it's in the best interest of the big box retailer to protect their consumer from a bad electronic product, right? And you know, just things like consumer reports online, as another example. And you know, certification can be okay, but here's the thing: if there's, if there is a if there's a monopoly, and this is where that the the monopoly comes in, well, then whoever is in charge of that licensure and and certification, when those things are conjoined, well, they can make unreasonable requests of the people who are in the profession or who want to join the profession. But if they if there is competition, in other words, if there's not only a public certification board but also a private one, well, then if the the restrictions become too onerous or too costly or too time consuming in any way, well, then it's likely that another certification board would spring up that would rectify that situation and allow for it. I mean, one of the great examples of this would be: Can you imagine if we if we had certification run in 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 computer programming, right? Going back to the seventies, I'm sure it would still be a requirement that you had to know how to use punch cards today. Oh yeah, we'd still probably have vacuum tubes. I, you know, one of the professions I love to point out that that has no licensing whatsoever at the state level. It's totally self regulated. Are actuaries. And I don't know of any cases where consumers are being harmed by actuaries, um, but they seem to do a really good job administering their own test and certifying their own fellows and, you know, experience requirements, education, all of that. Um, sommiers, uh, the clergy. I mean, there's lots of examples of private organizations taking on this role of, of certification. Um, you mentioned, you know, some examples of federal licensing. The one I can think of are enrolled agents mm -hmm. because that's a license granted by the Internal Revenue Service, which is a federal agency, obviously. Um, did you have any other examples? I was just kind of curious what other examples you were thinking of at the federal level of licensing. Um, I think there's a federal license for certain transportation things. For, for 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 transportation needs in some way. I don't know if it's truck driver per se, but there's I I, I want to say that there's a federal license of the truck of the truckers themselves, perhaps. Could um, be for like uh, yeah, certain waste or something by Department yeah. of Energy, something like that. I could see that. Yep. I've, I've yeah, never so, so that. to haul to haul certain certain things like that, but right. but I wanted to, just before we leave this topic, we only got a couple minutes left, Ron. It, it, what's the is there an argument? What's the best argument? What do you think if if somebody were 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 saying you guys are full of crap? Um, here's why we need the uh, the CPAs to be licensed by the state. What what would they give us? Would they give us the pr protection of the public? Was that where they would go with it? 
uh, yeah, they I, it would be protection of the public and only qual- certain qualified people can do an audit, which is really the only monopoly in the CPA profession because anybody can do taxes, anybody can do bookkeeping. You know, you can call yourself an accountant, so it's really the audit that's the only the monopoly audit function. portion. Yeah, yeah, yep. and 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 I think that's why it hasn't been innovated since 1919. I think that's why Baruch Lev's argument in the end of accounting is so so powerful. But let's step it up a notch and let's go to the medical profession. Let's deal with it head on like Melton Friedman did. One one excuse that Friedman heard over and over from the medical profession, somebody from the AMA actually said to him, letting too many people in would lower the incomes to such an extent that doctors would resort to unethical practices to increase their income. This was an actual argument that was made to Melton Friedman by an AMA member. And Friedman says- This has always seemed objectionable on both ethical and factual grounds. It is extraordinary that leaders of medicine should proclaim publicly that they and their colleagues must be paid to be ethical. Mic, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> That's it. Done. But, you know, th- this idea that, that, that this protects the public, that it keeps quacks out of, out of practicing medicine it's estimated that somewhere between 10 and 20% of the doctors out there that are licensed are quacks right mm-hmm. now. Yep. Um, and, and, and some of these other uh, alternatives that we talked about, like an underwriter's laboratory and more reputational methods that we have now because of the digital uh, revolution. Um, another uh, interesting idea, Ed, is each doctor could grant up to six sub-licensees. And so, you you know, if a doctor was in, say, a, a medical practice or something and he had, you know, competent RNs or EMTs, paramedics, whatever, he could use his license and, and allow them to do certain procedures. There, there's a lot of procedures that doctors now are required to do that could be done by paramedics or RNs or, or people, you know, like a paralegal in a law firm. Uh, and, and yet it's against the law to do that. In some states, because of the the onerous licensing requirements, so I, I just it has nothing to do with protecting the public. It's about protecting the professions. Yeah, and uh, another another quick example is is especially among medicine is even those one minute clinics have difficulty opening in some states because they require like a, a doctor's presence even on site. And again, there's a great example of uh, you know conspiracy against the public, but also hitting those who are low income. Right, that you know, you can't go and get, a, get, get have a, a nurse practitioner right get 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 you an antibiotic. You have to go to a doctor, or at least a place where a doctor's on site. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's it's literally surgeons piercing ears. So, well, yeah. great topic, Ed. Uh, but just I'm, I love this topic. We could do multiple shows on this. But what do we have coming up next week, Ron? Next week is a priest and a rabbi. <laughs> Start, uh, sounds like the start of a joke, but it's actually the start right. of a show. A priest and rabbi. We're going to have Rabbi Dan, Daniel Lappin and, of course, Father Robert Sirico, uh, two previous guests of the Soul of Enterprise, together in the same place. Wow. And for the third, both of them for the third time on our show. So really looking forward to that. I will see you in 167 hours. This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage, energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. 
Join us next week, folks, on Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. In the, me- in the meantime, check out our full show notes at thesoloenterprise.com. We'll, we'll link to all the books we discussed today and some other interesting things you can find on occupational licensure. In the meantime, you can contact Ed or myself at asktsoe at Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. <laughs>